Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. Today, we're talking about the Jewish community, which I'm a part of. And here in New York, it represents over 1.77 million people, which is just about 10% of the state's population and, and the most populous state in terms of uh, Jewish residents, really in, in the United States of America. And, and like the Jewish community, you know, th- there's been a lot of bigotry and a lot of anti-Semitism that's, that's been going on. And also here in New York, where, where the population really is so high and so strong. So I'm a big believer that a key to overcoming any type of bigotry, no matter what it is or, or who it focuses on, is really creating more education and understanding. And today's guest I have with me is Anne Toback, who is the CEO of the Workers' Circle, which is working on a 360-degree approach to Jewish identity building through contemporary cultural programs, strategic social justice campaigns, vibrant Yiddish language classes, and interactive educational experiences. She has served as a lifelong progressive activist, a trained attorney, and previously the assistant executive director at the Writers Guild of America East. The Worker's Circle is a social justice organization that powers progressive Jewish identity through Jewish cultural engagement and the languages and activism that we talked about. So Anne, great to have you here and thanks so much for joining. Thank you so much for having me on. I love having opportunities like this to speak about what we do and connect with people. Totally. And I love how you guys teach Yiddish. You know, my, my grandparents on my father's side spoke Yiddish. My dad did a bit as well. But, you know, you really don't hear it much anymore. So, so it's nice to hear that you offer that as part of your services. But really would love to hear, you know, a bit more of an overview of what Workers Circle does. Sure, it's my pleasure. So as you were saying, we're now a Jewish social justice organization. And we were founded in 1900 as a fraternal benefit organization Hmm. that helped hundreds of thousands of Eastern European Jews take on, you know, American life, become, you know, proud and active members of the United States society. Mm -hmm. Worth noting, many of our leaders and early members came to the United States with a history of labor union activism in their home countries. And so they come to the United States and they look to the worker circle to help them form communities of support for themselves and their families, you know, finding housing, learning the English language, getting, you know, critical benefits to keep them healthy and safe. But they also looked for the community support in their activist journey. So they came and there were punishing jobs they needed to organize to get on-the-job safety, security, and fair pay. So we very quickly became what has been called a backbone to the American labor movement in the early 1900s. Interesting. So talk about how the organization evolved over the years. Sure. So we went from doing this critical work of helping hundreds of thousands of immigrants become Americans And we really did it in a grassroots um, organizing fashion. We helped each other and we worked together to fight for our rights and the rights of everyone in the United States to have freedoms, economic fairness. And we all gathered to fight fascism in the 30s and 40s and civil rights in the 60s. So we did a lot of this, you know, as part of this progression that the journey people were taking to become Americans and comes 
the year 2000, you now are in second and third generation families. I was hired in 2008 to help lead the organization through a revisioning process where we looked at our audience and the landscape of the Jewish communal world. And what we found was in the United States, people were actually looking now to connect to that Eastern European heritage and activism as Americans. So for the first hundred years, we helped Eastern European Jews become Americans with their values and activism front and center. Now we're connecting with people across the United States and sharing those heritage activist values and traditions and making the same connection um, to our history for people today. Today, we are an organization focused on demanding a democracy by and for the people it serves in the United States. As um, you were saying in your introduction, um, we're seeing a rise of bigotry, anti-Semitism, racism, Islamophobia. I mean, we could go on and on and on. And I agree with you, the roots of all of this um, hatred is from, you know, in the same poisonous tree, this tree of bigotry and a lack of communication and misinformation that's being spreaded by, in some cases, unfortunately, by elected leaders. So the worker circle now has gone back to that origin story of our founders who came to the United States seeking the protections of a strong democracy and got involved immediately in fighting to protect and and grow that democracy. So today we take on the mantle of our founders and we're yet again on the front lines fighting to keep our democracy strong and responsible to the people it serves. And we're also on the front lines fighting for voting rights. We've interesting. Yeah, we've we've seen a tremendous wide-scale attack on people's rights to vote. I mean, we're seeing it right now as we watch the Georgia runoffs where they've eliminated Sunday voting and they tried to eliminate this past Saturday's voting, ironically, out of a uh, historic recognition of Robert E. Lee's birthday. That was overturned by the courts and there was Saturday voting this past Mm -hmm. Saturday. But what we're seeing is obstacle upon obstacle being passed in state legislations across the country, most of them designed to keep voters of color from reaching the polls and having their votes counted. But, you know, it goes well beyond that. It's also, you know, voters with disabilities, voters who may have mobility issues, elderly voters. I mean, the list goes on and on. Millions of voters today are in danger of being disenfranchised from our democracy. So the Workers' Circle today is an organization that teaches activism to teens, to uh, college students, and to people of all ages, and this organizing community to stand up and fight for the democracy we demand for the people and to demand a legislative response from from our federal government to protect our right to vote, which is a pillar of our democracy. So that's where we are today. And we're doing it, finding inspiration in our Eastern European uh, Yiddish heritage and traditions. I mean, we have this proud heritage of activism, of resistance Mm -hmm. and of resilience, which I think we need to look at more and more. How have we as a people overcome trauma after trauma and continued the lifelong fight for a better world? And so all of this 
comes into play in, in our work today. Talk about your educational programs. You were talking about the Yiddish classes. Where is the home for you? Do you have a community center that's open to the public? Is it done virtually? Is it a combination? Well, right now it's predominantly virtual, although we do have gatherings. We have two supplementary schools, in one on the Lower East Side of Manhattan and one in uh, Brooklyn, which enroll uh, children from 5 to 13. And these schools meet on Sundays and they teach kids about our Jewish heritage traditions. They do teach them a little bit of Yiddish. I say only a little, but some of the kids become quite fluent because it's only a few hours a week. And they teach them about this activist tradition. So the kids um, speak out on issues like a living wage. They're incredible leaders in our movement. They're very involved in voter rights now, and they've been involved in worker rights. So these two schools are open to anyone who wishes to enroll, and um, you can find information on circle.org. The larger education programs of the Worker Circle are predominantly virtual these days. This is post-pandemic. Our Yiddish language program offers over 50 classes a semester, and we have winter and spring semesters, and we have a three to four week summer semester as well. Each semester has over 50 classes. So from beginner to advanced, we have classes that in Yiddish read certain authors and discuss them in Yiddish. We have a class that reads the Yiddish Forward uh, newspaper and talks about it and discusses philosophy and different activism. We even have a Yiddish class that talks about environmental activism today. So if you want to learn Yiddish and you don't know anything, we have a class for you. We can get you involved. We have an introduction in reading Yiddish. So, you know, you can quickly catch on to how you can read the language and go on in, you know, through fluency. And I, I've met many people who've started with no history or no connection to, or knowledge of the language and are semi-fluent to fluent now. We also have programs, free programs every month, again, virtual, where we have Yiddish conversation and then we have programs in English that share information about our culture and heritage. We've done a virtual tour of Krakow where you can experience a Jewish quarter and you can walk in synagogues that go back to the 1500s. I should add, we have in the past done annual trips to Eastern Europe. I lead them. We go from Vilnius to Warsaw to Krakow and we trace, again, this thousand years of incredible Jewish life that existed in these cities and the surrounding areas, and this tradition of activism, of resistance. I know people often look to World War II, and you know there were some incredible stories of resistance then, but a thousand years of culture and life that was there before. And we really touch that, that culture when we're there. And we end up in Krakow, where you can, you know, as I said, literally walk in the streets that have remained not unchanged, but some of the buildings go back to the 1500s and you can you know, really see history in front of you. Uh, we are leading a trip this May, if anyone's interested. We have very few spots available, but I think we have three or four spots still that people can join. We hadn't been able to do it for a few years because of the pandemic, but sure. We're, we're sure we're going back. That's terrific. And, and, yeah, go I ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, no problem. I remember recently watching something on, I think it was Sunday morning, talking about first-generation cultural history with the Delicatessen Museum. The Museum of the City of New York right now has a special exhibit on Jewish delis, and I actually went there. It's, it's a lot of fun. One of the wonderful connections to our Jewish identity is food. And it's something that's one of my passions offline. You know, I'm the CEO. I do a lot of social justice here. We're very busy. But one way I love to just decompress is to bake unique Jewish foods that, you know, we may not have heard. And we we sometimes do online presentations where we teach people how to make both Ashkenazi and Sephardic foods around holidays very often. It's It's a nice way literally to taste our heritage. And, you know, there's so much more than bagels and lox and um, even deli to the Jewish palate that we don't, you know, think about. So one of my favorite things to do is to connect people to delicious foods that they may not have come in contact with. We even recently made something called Montreal cheese bagels for the holiday of Shavuot, Mm -hmm. which, you know, where you traditionally eat uh, dairy. So these were not bagels. They're historic in in the Jewish area of Montreal. They were made with a puff pastry and filled with like a delicious cheese filling. So we, we try to do fun things. And that's something else. At the Worker Circle, we really are committed to saying to people, if we value our democracy, if we value a world where our rights are protected, we all are charged to get involved. This is a lifelong commitment to meaningful activism. And as part of that, though, you have to take breaks. You have to rejuvenate and do some fun things because we really encourage communal activism. We also encourage some experiences that are, you know, less intense and give us all the time to share our our culture and introduce some people to our culture and have, you know, a nice time. Remember the good and um, be focused on what we need to change. So, sure. so it's really a treasure trove of Jewish culture here. And we use it to fuel our really important activist work. And you said you have the Lower East Side location. You have the Brooklyn location, which I believe is in Park Slope. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yes. And yeah. then you also have Westchester in Boston? Yes, we have what yeah, we have a, a school in, in Westchester in Boston near the Brookline border. And the Lower East Side, we meet every week on Sundays in the Manny Cantor Center, which is a wonderful, right in the heart of the Lower East Side nice. and literally catty corner to the building where the Worker Circle was founded. So I love going down there. It makes me smile. It makes me feel so connected to our beginnings. And our beginnings really inspire me every day in the work we're doing. And how have you found, I guess, is it enrollment in terms of people becoming members? How is it that people can get more involved in what you face? People um, connect to us very often through our Facebook page, which is Worker Circle on Facebook or Instagram, or you can go to circle.org for the website. The vast majority of people today are connecting in our um, campaign, Demanding Democracy. And we're talking about you know tens of thousands of people who are getting involved in this critical fight to protect, preserve, and grow the democracy we're living in in the United States. And we have weekly uh, activities from phone banking. Right now, we're phone banking uh, voters in Georgia, just making sure they have the resources 
to cast their ballots in the Senate runoff that's ending. We're But throughout the year, um, we are organizing and fighting for this democracy. We're, we've organized what we're calling democracy circles, which are groups of five mm-hmm. to seven people who meet regularly, who we resource with education materials and opportunities to use that education to advocate for democracy, for democratic rules, to expand our democracy. So that's something people can join. You can see signups on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, we're on Twitter as well. And you can go onto our website and sign on uh, to get more information for any of these programs. We also have people, of course, if you want to take a Yiddish class, it's all on circle.org. Just click on Yiddish and you'll see we're enrolling people for our classes that will start in, I believe, February. But there seems to be classes year-round. And if you go to our events page, you'll see events year-round. And the other place I'd love to tell people um, they can check out is our YouTube channel. Great. Where you look up Workers Circle. And so many of our programs that we've presented can be found on YouTube for free and open to all. And, and you can see the foods, a lot of incredible panel discussions about democracy and voting rights and children's programs that we've done virtually. But as you said, the in-person um, opportunities for kids and their families are available through our schools. If you go to our website and hit education or, or just, you can always call us and leave a message at 212-889-6800. There's so many ways to get involved. We love to have families engaged with us in Brooklyn, in Manhattan, in Westchester, and in Boston. And for people of all ages, we have a teen social justice program where we train teens around leadership skills and and they have opportunities to work um, on the front lines of activism and to be connected to other teens who are interested in the Jewish cultural engagement. And we have a college network. So if you if you have a college student in your life, we're connecting college students with on the ground activism. We really are from the youngest to the oldest. We have education, Yiddish and activism for them. I love it, Anne. Well, thank you so much for sharing your organization and everything that it does and keep up the, the great work. Oh, I, I will. And I hope maybe you'll join us at something in the near future. I would love it. I have kids that would love to take advantage of it. Perfect. Okay. Just give me a call. We'll get them engaged. <laughs> I love it. You gave out your phone number, of course. Uh, yes, <laughs> of course. Make sure to search and subscribe to Schneps Connects wherever you get your podcasts or stream write us on our website at podcast.schnepsmedia.com. <laughs>